In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the uh, first reading from the book of Exodus, God speaks to Moses from the burning bush and says, I am who am. At the very beginning of his Summa Theologiae, St. Thomas Aquinas considers the question of the existence of God. And he cites this text for the definitive truth of the proposition, does God exist? St. Thomas goes on to offer five proofs for the existence of God. These famous proofs are not necessarily meant to totally convince unbelievers, but rather to show that belief in God is grounded in philosophical principles and accessible to human reason. The first proof is the argument from motion. Whatever is in motion, St. Thomas says, is put in motion by another. In philosophical terms, motion is a movement from potentiality to actuality, since a thing cannot be both potential and actual in the same respect at the same time, it cannot move itself. Therefore, it is necessary to arrive at a first mover put in motion by no other, and this everyone understands to be God. The second proof is based on Aristotle's concept of efficient causality. A thing cannot be the cause of itself, nor can the series of causes go on to infinity. Therefore, there must be a first cause, which everyone calls God. The third proof is taken from possibility and necessity. In nature, we find that things do not always exist, but are possible to be and not to be. Now, if everything were possible, nothing would exist, because a possible thing can only come into existence by means of something already existing. Again, it is impossible to go on to infinity in necessary things, and so we must postulate the existence of some necessary being, which is the cause of all others. The fourth proof is taken from the gradation of things. Among beings, there are some that are more or less good or true. And therefore, there must be something which is to all beings the source of their being and goodness, and this we call God. The fifth proof is called the argument from design. We see that all things which lack intelligence act for an end to achieve the best result. Therefore, they must be directed to their end by some intelligent being, and this being we call God. Well, of course, these proofs are far more complicated than I have indicated here. There have been thousands of books and doctoral dissertations written about them. But also, as I said, they are not meant to absolutely convince all unbelievers that God exists. Rather, they can help us to understand not only the existence of God in an abstract sense, but also our relationship to God. We can see this in the gospel story of those who were killed by Pontius Pilate or who died in the fall of a tower in Siloam. In this world, we all experience random events, and the innocent as well as the guilty must suffer and die. But our true end is not in this world, but in the judgment of God. And therefore, we must live our lives in the light of that judgment and in the hope of the world to come. Jesus is calling us to repentance and to reform our lives. Since God is the highest good, St. Augustine said, he would not allow any evil to exist in his work unless his omnipotence and goodness were such as to bring good 
even out of evil. And thus we can be confident, not only in the existence of God, but also in his infinite goodness and ultimately in his loving kindness toward all his creatures. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.